Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast network where we romanticize, fantasize, watch and review your favorite or not so favorite storylines, matches, events, and or feuds from your pro wrestling past through the archive. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I am joined with Dave Rosenbluth. This is Catching Up with Kobe and Dave. Dave, the mayor of Kicking Out of Two, what's going on, buddy? It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. A lot of uh, comings and goings in wrestling since we spoke last week. We, we recapped WrestleMania and all that was uh, that, that was there from the two-night event, and uh, a lot has happened since. So I'm looking forward to uh, chitting the chat, if you will. And yes, indeed. Yeah, things uh, opening up as well as uh, uh, heads opening up for blood, guts, and hey, hey, I, I think I might puke. I think I might puke. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. After watching that match, <sighs> we'll see. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, All right. Um, yeah. Please let's, let's uh, do. Let's uh, let's let's actually go to. Uh, were you able to watch um, any of the documentaries recently that have 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 happened with uh, the so, WWE? I haven't watched any of the A and E documentaries. No, I, I don't. Unfortunately, my YouTube TV doesn't get A and E for some reason. I thought it would be one of those channels that was like you know automatic. I got it. Um, my brother told me you can download the A and E app and you. Get, you can watch the Austin one for free, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that at, this, at some point it will be on WWE Peacock Network, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they, and you know, while we're on that brief subject, they've been adding more and more content as time has gone on. Uh, old WCW content, ECW content, uh, some of their documentaries. So they're slowly but surely, you know, kind of bringing their library back uh, to what it was before on the original stream of the just, WWE. Just Network. slightly edited, correct? Some of them, yeah. I mean, some some stuff that we, you know, the the more uh, uh, inappropriate content, I guess you could say, for today's society. So. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I would imagine that those are those documentaries will eventually make it onto the network, onto Peacock. So we'll see. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to watch any of those. Just recently watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode of Brian Pillman, uh-huh. uh, which I, which you know, I thought it was pretty good. I must say, um, not stuff that I, I hadn't really I had or I'm sorry I should say stuff that I've have heard about his life before with the car accident his issue with pain meds and things like that I didn't know too much into the issues with um, the ex-girlfriend killing herself yeah and the home the, life the, too and the home life the issues that that, that they had with uh, Melanie Pillman and the uh, Rochelle the mother of, of his, one of his other kids so um I didn't know too deep into that. That was interesting uh, to hear Melanie Pillman's take on that and in retrospect how she felt it was probably not the best um, behavior on her part and feeling responsible for it. And then, of course, you know, that leading to a lot of turmoil later on in life after Brian's passing with her and her children. And even to, to some degree, you know, now she's, you know, things have come back full circle and she's got a relationship with Brian Jr. I don't know about the other daughters, but I mean, Jesus Christ, 
Looking at her now as opposed to what she was years ago, oh my god. Oh my god. Unfortunately, she, she, unfortunately she, drugs did a number on her. Yeah. Drugs, yeah. The, she used drugs, to be a, Drugs got over on her. That's she used sure. to be a model and uh yeah. and, and she started she dating was, the she warrior. Was a smoke show. She was dating the ultimate warrior before Brian Pillman. She was? Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. That Interesting. Was, and she left Warrior for Pillman. So uh, Pillman Jr. has, uh, his mom has some uh, some power within her. Some um, some roots in the business. Yeah, some roots in the business. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but drugs definitely taking a toll on the family. And uh, I, th- I thought, like, there were some details of, like you said, the family and some of the drug abuse um and substance abuse that he suffered as well, um, and yeah. some of the some of the underlying stuff with um, the guy Kim Woods, um, who I didn't know he he had a like a confidant like that, um, somebody yeah, to I, talk to a lot. I remember. Have you ever seen the, the the documentary WWE put out on Pillman? It made it on the DVD. I believe it was on the network at one point. It might come back on there. Um, I well, don't. Maybe not after watching this episode, but um, yeah, they. WWE put out a documentary, made the DVD. Kim Wood was interviewed on it, um, but not to the extent, not to the extent that Dark Side of the Ring covered when it came to his relationship with Brian. Um, yeah. it was it, it was brief in the beginning of the Pillman DVD about Kim Wood's involvement in you know being the strength coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, and then eventually hooking him up with Jr. Getting a, you know um, a shot in, in pro wrestling, but. Um, this dark side of the ring, it was definitely more. His his relationship was covered more, and it was very extensive uh, with, regarding him and Brian. That I like you said, I didn't know about how deep their relationship was either. But I did remember who he was uh, from the Pillman documentary on WWE. Yeah. Well, he. All right, let's talk about this. The the Bischoff thing with WCW. Um, Bischoff kind of recants his statement after almost twenty years of saying, "Oh, I knew Brian and I were working together," but Kim Woods was like, "No," and that's Brian Pillman's confidant. So I'm calling bullshit on Eric Bischoff in the documentary, which a lot of these documentaries, the the A and E puff pieces, um, and some of the dark side of the rings. There's a few talking heads that are just straight up bullshit, and that's wrestling, you know. Yeah. Um, but everybody's trying I mean, to make themselves look good in a way. I. Well, I mean, all right. So, so you can call bullshit. That's fine. I mean, I'm a big Bischoff believer, and and I'll well, say this. Well, why why would why would uh, Brian Pillman only tell Kim Woods that that was happening, and then not tell Meltzer? You know, like I'm saying, who's to say who's to say he wasn't working his friend? Well, why would he work him? That's his confidant. That's the only guy that because he never worked. Be, be, and he doesn't have any outside lines. I, I'm just I, that's that's just my thought. Well, I'll say this: Bischoff has Bischoff was interviewed for the Pillman DVD a number of years ago by WWE, and he back then even had said that he that he was under the assumption that Brian was going to come back, come back, and that Brian <clears throat> to WCW, and Brian was this was part of the big plan hmm. that you know once you get yourself over more, then I could be able to offer you more money. Right? Do right. I, do I think there's a chance that Bischoff, you know, could be calling bullshit? Absolutely, I'm not doubting that, but. At the same time, he's stuck by that same story for the last twenty something years. So yeah, why? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's not anything to lose sleep over. But yeah, um, the, the the WCW stuff, being able to create a bidding war, and you know, getting more money from WWF and et cetera, et cetera. I think uh, you know, I, I mean, it was it was it was something that you know 
we've heard before in in his story, but um, definitely one of the very first times, um, to the best of my recollection, where someone had such a strong effect from a character standpoint, so much so that he blurred the lines between wrestling and reality and then created this so you know oh. supposed bidding war oh yeah he definitely would have been the uh, the heart of the attitude era and i've said that before um he, oh i agree 100 um, percent. i would have put him up there with with austin and rock and mick foley and undertaker and those guys if if he was around you know and he didn't pass i think he would have been a and and, and also and to the take injury. into account the injury yeah. yeah exactly the injury if he was healthy and he was firing on all cylinders Man, he'd have been he'd have been a, uh, a cornerstone of that company. Absolutely, um, and it goes to show the effect that he left on like how many people like look up to this guy as a character, as a wrestling persona, as um, you know, even in their personal lives. I don't think too many people had bad things to say about him. Um, but yeah, it, now his legacy lives on through his son Brian Pillman Jr. Have you seen Brian Pillman Jr. wrestle um, any day? I did. I have actually um, right before. COVID and, and, and the entire world shutting down last year, I met Brian Pillman Jr. at an indie show in Connecticut. He wrestled for Northeast Wrestling, and I took a picture with him. I bought a T-shirt, and he actually gave me a signed autograph trading card, which I have in my um, my collection. Wow. And um, we talked for a few minutes, and he was, he was very humble and very respectful of his dad's legacy, of course. Um, it was talking about how uh, right at that table next to his was Road Warrior Animal, who I also met that night as well, and I, I took a picture with. And he was talking about how, um, you know, he's through his through his journey in wrestling, he's because his father died at such a, when he was you know very young, he's been trying to you know um, live through his live through live, I guess you could say live through his father through other people. Mm-hmm. You know, in the business. So he talks about how Animal, um, uh, they named their dog after Road Warrior Animal because Animal and, and, and Brian Pillman Sr. were were very close at one point, and they I think they lived you know near each other at one point. Um, but he just named a really his cool... dog Mike. Uh, what's what's his real name? Well, no, Joe Laurinaitis. <laughs> Joe Laurinaitis. He named his dog yeah. Joe Laurinaitis. No, he named him Animal. Of I know, but fucking asshole. <laughs> I was telling a good story, sorry. and you freaking ruined uh, it. A heartfelt story. A kid whose father died due to a drug overdose, and he wanted to to, to, to live, to have his memory live on. So he's been yeah. going to his his father's colleagues, and then you had to fuck it up because you wanted to make some stupid... No, I'm just kidding. That, that's what we do. We make stupid jokes on this show. Whatever. Yeah, it, it's really heartfelt, man. I, 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 um, I cried. Um, that was one of the best... Uh, dark side of the All right, here's what I call bullshit on. I'm not I'm not trying to interrupt you, but here's what I call bullshit on. The part where Meltzer says he screamed out loud when he heard Brian die. <clears throat> Come on. He screamed on, out loud because got... he had to look for paper in his office to figure yeah, out what the fuck. Fucking... Yeah, no, because his office breaking... is a fucking mess. He's such a bullshitter. Such a liar, <sighs> yeah, too. Uh, well, I mean, I, I as really... As much as you believe Bischoff <clears throat> didn't know about that shit... Yeah. I, I, I'm on the other fence that Meltzer is calling bullshit. I cr- I screamed out loud when I heard Brian. No, you didn't. Fuck out of here. He's such a liar. Honestly, um, I, I think coming out of this, Pillman Jr. could be one of the greatest faces or stories in wrestling. Um, I, yeah. I, I, can, I can really 
relate to Brian Pillman Jr. Um, I, I don't go out on record on this. My mother had a substance abuse problem. My father was incarcerated for years. Um, and I didn't really have parents growing up. Um, and something like that, man, you can attach to that. And uh, the way he's like living his life. And he says, what do, what do you want me to do? Hate my mother? Um, it, you can tell yeah. he's he's got so much heart and he's got so much passion. Um, and you, like you said, living through this industry living through it it's it, it it's right it writes itself yeah um he just he just wants it he just wants his father to to you know he just wants a parent to love him and the only parent he's got left is melanie pillman right so you know what i mean he's he's experienced the, he's experienced so much loss throughout his life that he's willing to forgive her for all the things that she's done and you know to her credit she is gone on record she went on record on that piece and said you know i i made mistakes i wasn't the best mom you know i i could have i could have been better to my children um i just hope they forgive me i don't know they will but i hope they forgive me and you know to, like i said to her credit she 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 took the l she owned it you know so um you know it it, I, it was comforting to hear that from her because normally you hear you know you get pieces like that where there's you know especially you know, documentarians who want to sensationalize gossip and, and, and controversy. I thought watching this for sure, it was going to be a piece of, you know, at the end it was going to be, you know, the two still haven't spoken Mm -hmm. in years Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're still at odds with each other. It was a nice way for it to come full circle at the end where he's kind of re rekindled his relationship with his mother. They showed the two of them at the end, hanging out together. Maybe he was taking her to the dentist so she can fill that gap tooth that she had gotten in the front there. Who knows? But, um, I, I know it's a dirty joke. You're calling me the asshole. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, you know, at this rate now, I might as well join the fun. You know, can't beat him. Join him, you know? Six. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, was, I think that was you know, one of the better Dark Side of the Rings. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Honestly, I think they've gotten better and they've they've found more people that uh, uh, talking heads that can actually relay the story better uh, rather than Scott mm-hmm. Hall just being like, "Yeah, it was a fucking inside job," you know. Like I I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see the Dark Side of the Ring, uh, the the episode about the plane ride from hell. Because how many people remember that? All the people that were on that plane ride, right? How many people really truly remember that? It's not like they're calling Hunter and Vince and Stephanie to to, to interview for that. It's going to be I mean, a Jesus. recollection about like a party. You, do you, Dave, do you remember? Well, you didn't. What's a party that you drank at that you don't you know remember? Oh, you know? I mean a, a number of them years ago yeah. when I was when I was on the drinking team. Right. Of course, they retired my jersey a long time ago, but. Um, it's hanging up in the rafters, sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it a funeral, but yeah, um, yeah. My jersey's hanging up in the rafters, sold out. Had the strap, was on top. That all that good stuff. So, um, <laughs> you know how they do it, right? Yeah. They, they embellish the, the the attendance records, things like that. Yep. Sold out, hanging from the rafters. Yes, you know, indeed. With the strap on top, had three hundred at the door. Had to turn them all away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's going to be an interesting episode, like you said. I think that's going to be a more lighthearted episode, more than anything. Um, Yes and no. I mean, there was some... There's some pretty wild stuff on that plane ride, from, you know, X-Pac cutting off Michael Hayes' mullet to... um, to Michael Hayes almost peeing on Linda McMahon, thinking uh, that she was, you know, the the entrance to the bathroom. I mean, Jesus. Rick Flair showing his dick? Yeah, Goldust, I think, sang, you know, serenaded Marlena over the PA system It's at one point. Um, yeah, there was Brock Lesnar and Mr. Perfect had a takedown tournament at 35,000 feet in the air and almost broke the door. 
um, sucked everybody out of the planet. I mean, it was... <laughs> it Jesus was, Christ. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So whoever remembers that stuff, man, God bless you. Yeah. That, it, yeah, they're going to do some other interesting stuff. Dynamite Kid 2 is probably another one I'm really oh, interested same in. Same here. Dynamite yeah. Kid is definitely going to be the one. Um, Bruiser Bredlam, uh, that is going to be an interesting one. Nick Gage, I'm not too... Uh, meh. Um, anyhow, we'll... Uh, yeah, we'll 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 run those down as they come out um, on catching up episodes. Um, yep. So uh, speaking of episodes and archive stuff, um, let's let's do this now, Dave. What's going on with kicking out at two this month? And oh, going cheap on? plug, man. Yeah, really? thank of you course. so much. You're such a kind guy. Um, what do we got going on here on kicking out at two? Well, it's you know it, it's after WrestleMania season, and of course you know with after WrestleMania season you debut some new content, of course. So that's what we do here on kicking out at two. So the most recent show that just dropped was the uh, Austin Rock Backlash 1999 Watch Party, where we watched the time before there was a WrestleMania Backlash. There was a WrestleMania main event headlining the inaugural Backlash. So Dennis and I. Uh, Watch that. We uh, we also what else we got on the docket? Well, oh, you're fired. Part one and part two. We talk about the most infamous firings in wrestling history with uh, with with Dennis and myself after the recent round of uh, cuts in WWE. Um, no trash bags were were sent as care packages in these recordings. So uh, just 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 so you're all aware, uh, don't want any hate mail. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what we got going on. You can find those in the archives at Retromania. So by searching Retromania with a W on Podbean and any other podcast platform available. And you can find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash kicking out a two. Hit the like button and our Twitter handle at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. And coming up in the next several weeks, we're going to do a special birthday surprise takeover for Dennis. Ooh. Dennis is such a good friend of mine that he's he's, he's really he's been holding it down with you shows. during the quarantine. A yeah, lot. he yeah he has. You know what I mean. So I thought, you know what, Dennis, we recorded this recently, and I shot straight from the hip with him, and it's all about Dennis on the the, the upcoming episode of Kicking Out of Two, and then we're going to watch the 25 year anniversary of In Your House Beware of Dog Two, mm. which was the night that the lights went out in Florence, South Carolina. Remember that pay-per-view yes, when the, the power went out? And then yep. they had to give you three matches for free on a pay-per-view two nights later. We're going to watch that on Peacock because it's available. It's roughly under two hours or so. Um, it's not a long watch along. I'm, 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 I'm trying to scale back on the longer watch along. It's only let when me, it's really necessary. Let me ask you a, a question real quick. I'm sorry to cut you. Pause I might you. be able to have an answer for you. But <laughs> I might, to, to, I'm sorry to pause you real quick. But no, that's what okay. is uh, with your with you watching this on peak now with your watch alongs? How does that work with the ads? Are they all going to be the same time? Like because I know that there's some ads in there. I well, I got the ad free version. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So I picked up the ad free version. Gotcha. However. Um, for some reason, I don't know why this is the case, but I've experienced this on the Impact Plus app as well. Um, and I thought I got the ad-free version on there. Um, where I'll be watching a match, an older match on Peacock. And it will almost be like it goes... if the. So, for instance, I watched uh, WrestleMania 30 uh, uh, recently. Uh, the match was Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and Batista, the main event. And Bryan at one point, I think... Did the running knee or something? No, Batista did the Batista bomb to Randy Orton, mm-hmm. and Orton kicked out, and then it faded to black like it went to a commercial. Dude, it did for the like same thing. Second. I was watching SummerSlam '98. Yeah, 
And so I was like, holy cow. So, so yeah, even the baby, too, disagrees that yes. this is total Camilla, bullshit, right? Camila yeah. is not happy about that. Yeah, she's not happy about the peacock either. I wouldn't blame her. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what that that's the only real glitch that I see so far in it. Uh, other than the fact that you can't skip to certain matches. you got to fast-forward all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um Things like that, but other than that, they've been. I, they're tweaking. I, I've been happy they're, with the they're, progress they're that they've it. been tweaking. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, it, no issues on the recording. So when you when you guys download Beware of Dog Two uh, in your house watch party with Dennis and myself, you'll be able to watch it straight through. Hopefully, there would be no commercials on your end if you don't have the ad free version. But um, yeah. That's awesome. about it. That, that, that's pretty much what's going on in my neck of the woods. Awesome. All that stuff you can find on the archive searching Retromania, any podcasting app, Retromania with a W. Thanks, everybody. Um, that's it. That's our show. That's it? Nope. Wow, 20 oh, minutes and 15 seconds? <laughs> Okay. No, I'm, I'm down. Um, I mean, get, so you know, I, I get it. I get it. You're 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 booking the finish so that it's like a hot fit. You're you're stringing them along, making them really work for exactly. it. So that next week we'll go 21 minutes and 16 seconds. Ooh. Yeah. So we're building up to the big pay per view in a few well, weeks, well, right? No. If we were doing AEW booking, we would have a run in uh, during our podcast. Like Cool Truth would all of a sudden interrupt our podcast and then challenge us next week, and then we'd have the blow off. What's match. up? It's Daddy AC over right, here. It's yeah. Cool Truth podcast. Yes, that's right. We're talking the young bucks and Doc Gallows and the elite Kenny Omega <laughs> and Pac and Orange Cassidy, double or nothing. I tell you, let me tell you something about double oh, or nothing shit. over here. Yep. Yeah, that fucking show. I don't know what's going on. Hollywood, you gotta tell me what's going on exactly. over there. I love AC. I haven't talked to him in a while. We, we, Shout out to I, those I, guys. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys holding it down. It's 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 a it's a mess. I can't see how they do hold it down. We'll get into the AEW uh, stuff here shortly. Well, they have to go fucking three and a half hours some weeks on the yeah. network just so they could recap the bullshit that's going on AEW AEW Dark AEW Dark Elevation AEW so Light AEW Turn the Lights Off AEW YouTube AEW Twitter AEW bullshit There's 25 AEW fucking shows with 600 members of their fucking roster AEW My God, AEW double and nothing and nothing Yeah um so all right let's 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 coax let's coax the 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 viewers or the listeners here um before we jump into the AEW what are your thoughts on WWE opening up for uh SummerSlam and uh possible locations as well as uh Daniel Bryan leaving we'll get into that but AEW just announced some shows for July so they they jumped the gun already it's nice to hear that they're that you know they're going to get back to some kind of, you know, touring schedule with with um, more people in attendance. I know Double or Nothing's going to be at full capacity. Tony Khan announced that on Busted Open recently. So they're going to have a full amphitheater of roughly around 5,500 people for that, for that show. At least that's what the impression he gave us. He could fucking pull a Russo swerve like he did with Blood and Guts, and we'll get into that in a minute. Mm. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, full... You know attendance at these wrestling shows. Um, so it looks like you know between uh, uh, AEW starting in July, and then the rumor is, and it's just a rumor that WWE is going to start their full touring schedule following SummerSlam, which is expected to have some fans in attendance. I don't know if that show is going to be at full capacity, but the rumors have been Madison Square Garden in New York City, which would be kind of cool 
roughly around the 30 anniversary 30 year anniversary of SummerSlam 91 which took place in the garden uh so that would be kind of fun um I love that SummerSlam yeah that's one of my favorites too that was the first SummerSlam I ever ordered and, and uh, taped on pay-per-view yeah so that's that's a lot of fun um, which there's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about covering that watch party form and kicking out it too. Earthquake, to Hogan, Rude, Warrior. Oh, that's SummerSlam night. Oh shit! Which shit. which we which we did in watch party form last year. What is so that? Wait, ninety one is Brett archives. and uh, Perfect, right? Mr. Perfect, yep. Yeah. And then the main events, the match made in heaven, and the match made in hell. <sighs> when nuptials turn to name palm, the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan take on the Triangle of Terror. Oh, oh yeah, which this is the Justice one where, uh, is a special guest referee. Where uh, Ultimate Man and Elizabeth got married. Yeah, I know, but Ultimate Warrior held up Vince McMahon right before they went out. Yeah, yeah, Ultimate Warrior money. said, if you don't give me the distrucity of the money in your bank account, I'm not going to come out and wrestle ever again. I want the cryptocurrency. Why, I, I, I. Vince is like, what the hell is cryptocurrency, pal? Give me the Bitcoin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Goddamn, pal. Oh. I could have just said that nicely. <laughs> yeah. Patterson, give me the checkbook. Coming, boss. Close the door. I- I'm excited. Uh... <laughs> I'm excited to see how the fans react to certain things now. Um, we've been yeah. in this bubble, if you will, for a while, yep. and um, y- you kinda... Vegas is another place that they're rumored to 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 be looking at. Okay, um, and Vegas, Texas, Arizona, and the Garden in New York City. Now you don't essentially of... see uh, WWE in Vegas too much, do you? Uh, they're not a huge wrestling town. No, Vegas has never been traditionally known to be a huge wrestling town, but. Um, you know they have uh, they have um, you know the T-Mobile Arena, which is a newer venue, and then of course they got that big stadium that they built for the the Oakland, which used to be the Oakland Raiders NFL. Now it's uh, the um, all right, we got a run in. Do we got a we got a baby run in? Yes, we do. It's, we're That's good. awesome. Oh, I love it. No, I love it. It, it adds some more character to this show. Are you kidding me? We need to freshen up the booking over here, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The territory's getting flat. You know, we need to we, we need to bring you know put, set the territory back on fire over here. We get the baby involved. Jeez, oh, yeah. man, I love it. Yeah, um, pushing no, her hard, great. just like Cody's pushing his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so those are some of the cities that have been mentioned uh, for SummerSlam. Uh, and then eventually WWE would get back to a full touring schedule. Same thing with AEW. I think they've already announced dates for like Miami and Austin, Texas. And, wow. Um, so there. So it's 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 gonna be cool to see these um, the, the fans coming back. I don't know if we're looking at limited capacity. I don't know if we're lo- looking at full capacity. I don't know all those details. But that's a lot that's been discussed. Uh, like I said, SummerSlam. Is at least for WWE is expected to be the launch of the full touring schedule moving forward after that. So, and the date for SummerSlam, they're saying August twenty second. Okay, but that's tentative. So they were thinking about moving it up earlier and having SummerSlam traditionally, usually SummerSlam's traditionally middle of August, end of August. They yeah. were talking about doing it early August, but don't know that for sure. But I'm I'm really looking forward to it just because with with, with WrestleMania being two nights earlier this year. I thought that that was well done the way that they had produced it, and just it was a it was a fun show just based on the fact that the fans were there. And I think you know I think some of the more traditional crappy wrestling shows that we have been given with an audience that we appreciate the the audience being back, right? You know, with, with the audience involvement, 
it would make that show like a WrestleMania. You know, a, Monday, a random Monday Night Raw could be like WrestleMania level just on audience participation alone. Absolutely. Because there hasn't been an audience. So yeah. I, I, I look forward to seeing all that, hopefully sooner rather than later. I mean, states are opening up with things. I know in Connecticut here, uh, we're going to be um, at, you know, full normal operations, I believe, on May 19th. Okay. And there's, I, I think the mask mandate will be lifted. I think it will be recommended instead of required to wear a mask. But I think the businesses and um, other establishments will have the option of of requiring masks. That's this so, week, right? Or next uh, week? Next week. Oh wow! Yeah, man. Next week, the nineteenth. I, I don't know about Maryland. I don't. I, I, that's. Yeah, we're, we're kind our of positivity strict. rate was, I think, as I, as I saw this morning, was at like one point five four percent. Yeah, we have a two point eight. So. Yeah. Uh, well, if we were doing ratings debates, uh, that would be good. Yeah. 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 yeah if we're back on, yeah, like it was ninety eight all over again. I am looking forward to the crowd. I'm wondering if NXT will get that opportunity um, to have the night before SummerSlam, um, as they usually do, because uh, they try to make it a you know. Uh, NXT takeover event the night before SummerSlam. And yeah. SummerSlam is one of my favorite uh, pay-per-views. Uh, I always have a fun, you know, time watching it. Just like, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a purist to the, the big four still. Um, yeah. Yeah. To some degree, they mean something. Yeah. To some degree. It's not been as important in the last few years. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of hoping we see a takeover uh, the night before SummerSlam. I know they're doing an in-your-house takeover again. Uh, in June, okay, for for NXT, they just announced that recently. So uh, maybe they will do one the night before SummerSlam. I don't know. It all depends on where SummerSlam is going to be located, and you know, if it's going to be a struggle to get limited capacity for SummerSlam, then they may not make the effort in adding a takeover to the night night prior. Mm-hmm. All depends on scheduling and logistics, and if they can make it work for one night, they might not want to handle it for two yeah because then uh, you got people going back and forth to the same event or something you know I, I yeah know. I, I, and i also don't know what state the, they're doing it like you said exactly depends on which state and what the what the requirements are and the covid protocols don't know what these arenas are requiring in terms of um having to show proof of either get, of either receiving a vaccine or showing a negative test i know some venues some some establishments want to see your 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 vaccine card as well as uh, a recent negative COVID test, so um, I don't know if uh, if that's going to um, excuse me. Um, I don't know if uh, you know that's going to be the case with WWE or even with AEW. Yeah. Um, when they when they start touring again, so yeah. we'll see what happens. All right. What what are your thoughts on Br- Daniel Bryan uh, contract ending? Do you think it's real? Do you think he's going somewhere? Is it real? What's what's going on? What do you think? I don't see him really going far. Um, I think if anything, well, neither did be, we, pal. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him. You know, do a couple of one-offs, like in Japan. Like if he did a one-off, like against Okada. I know that would be a big money match in Japan. Um, or Tanahashi, um, even Ibushi, like mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see, I could see him doing a couple of one-offs there. Um, even if he did a one-off in AEW against like an Omega or a Cody or. Um, you know, even like yeah, an MJF. They're running out of know. opponents for Omega. Just just saying. Guys yeah, that they're building um, besides being Cody. Yeah. So which, uh, you know, they're keeping them two. I think they're keeping those two separate on purpose. Because uh, eventually course. I think they'll, 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 they'll run it back. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, they, um, I could see him doing a few one-offs. But realistically, 
I think he'll re-sign with WWE and he'll be in a position where he'll 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 have like a block, a Brock Lesnar type contract. He'll be part time. Mm-hmm. He'll work big events. He'll come in and he'll help put guys over, or he'll have a special attraction match at like a a a, a Money in the Bank or a a Clash of Champions or even a, you know a WrestleMania or SummerSlam. He'll be a featured attraction type wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I see him. I don't see him moving forward full time. But if he does contribute and is a part of the company, I could see him being in a featured role, um, and it's very part-time. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I would love to see him in some of those dream matches, like you said. But uh, we got to think about the concussion issues, the travel, um, what what really sells it for this guy. And I think the, the overall, the comfort of living his life again, raising his daughter, um, you know, hanging out with the Bella Twin, um, and, yep. and, and coming and going as he pleases. And that could be as simple as, like you said, just a temporary, uh, contract that Brock Lesnar has, um, or that, you know, scattered contract. X amount of dates yeah. for, you know, X amount of money. And then of course, you know, you get the royalties and the, it'd be the interesting if they even offer him that though. But I mean, of course they would, they want to, they want to still hitch their wagon to that money. I don't think he train. will get as big of a deal as like a Brock Lesnar. I, uh, but I think something on a on a smaller scale. Yeah. You know, like, hey, pal, we'll give you a fucking twenty dates this year, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll make X amount, and you'll get this for your t-shirt sales, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, and then you know, for big shows like a WrestleMania, you'll get this, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, I don't see like him like owning the owning the territory like Brock did at one point, where you know you come and go as you please, but. I think that I think if they want to keep him under their umbrella, under their roof, they'll they'll make him a big offer mm-hmm. that's going to be beneficial for him not only monetarily but from a schedule standpoint as well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll we'll see how it goes, and we'll probably catch up on it on the next episode. All right, that's it, oh, folks. Sure of it. I'm gonna keep Take doing two. that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's do is, it. Is, so let me ask you something: is the is the baby book in this show here? Is yeah, that why she, we're, she, we keep cutting off. Yeah, she's she's off and on now. She's eating. Yeah. She's eating right now. She's uh she's doing great. Everybody, she's two months. This well, is nine, awesome. Nine no, weeks, no, yeah. no, no bullshit. This is and I gotta excuse my language because <laughs> this will probably be the first word your kid says. And well, she can't hear really, you. <laughs> your old lady can really get hate with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, no, this is cool. We got we, we got a baby on board. You know, we got two podcasters and a baby. That should be the name of our podcast: two podcasters and a baby. Yep. Like that, three men and a little lady, or three men and a baby. Movie. Oh yeah, two podcasters and a baby. Definitely two wrestling podcasters. And she'll a baby. she'll give us the uh, crowd reaction that we want and stuff. It's funny. She yeah. if she if there's like an advertisement for uh, we were watching The Mandalorian and. Uh, uh, you know, we do tummy time and activities and stuff. And there was a lull in the episode where they were doing the credits, and she was like, "Ah, come on, like hurry up with it." She wants that yeah, action. She needs that uh, <laughs> AEW action, spontaneous stuff. Ah, let's uh, let's let's get into it. Um, blood and guts. Uh, overall, the first half of the show for me, um, it, it was a taped show, which sucks for those fans because those fans that were sitting in the audience waiting for blood and guts had to watch like an hour and a half or an hour of screen stuff. Um, did you know that? 
Yeah, I heard about that. That was a that was a little bait and switch there. Um, I didn't. I wasn't. You know, because earlier in the day, I saw a picture of the cage set up, and I was like, "Well, how do they set this thing up? It's in a it's in a you know an outdoor amphitheater, and yes, the roof is enclosed, but like the the setup, how are they? The way that the the building is structured, how are people who are sitting going to be able to see the show with this cage or see the screen with the cage in a way? And then later I had come to find out that they had taped those matches a week prior. So it must suck for the people who went to the taping and thought they were going to get the blood and guts match with the two <laughs> rings. Oh, no, I'm serious. Only for them to find out, no, nope, sorry, we fooled you. This is We're going to air this next week, but you're not going to get to see the blood and guts match. The people who paid money for next week, we get the, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, come on. like uh-huh. That was a little fishy. To Khan's credit, he came out and said, if you want a refund, you know, come back, you know, we'll get you a refund, et cetera, et cetera. And I think maybe a few handful of people got refunds, but... Um, they just didn't yeah. realize that the cage was too heavy, that they couldn't hold it above. They didn't have a rigging system to hold it above the, the two rings uh, yeah. for the night. Uh, again, this... <clears throat> so I heard a recent interview, or I read a recent interview with QT Marshall, um, and he actually, um, he, he organizes the show. Uh, formats it, and uh, he gets a bunch of text from everybody involved with creative, and he has to put it together, and then Tony Khan kind of runs down what he would like um, and without giving him too much direction because he doesn't want to give him too too much insight into... Uh, he doesn't want to be the fucking boss, pretty much. What? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? How do you do that? How can you relay to somebody else giving six different directions and try to organize a show? No wonder I'm wondering what is going on all the time. Uh, I, I don't know if you feel that way, but it, this feels like... Uh, um, like scattered like ADD stuff. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, um, between that and then like them trying sometimes they will, you know, it, it's not all the time, but sometimes they'll try to recap what took place on dark or on elevation or whatever. I don't have time like, to we, watch like, all those shows. I thought, yeah, I thought I have, it was dynamite. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to d- disparage any of the talents that are on those shows, but you know, I have no reason to care to watch those shows. And I don't have time uh, to watch BTE. Yeah, same with me. BTE. Yeah. Like, why, why would I want to watch BTE to get insight for an angle that you should show on your actual wrestling show? Isn't that part yeah, of the wrestling show? Uh, I don't know, honestly. It would, you know it would be interesting, too, though? Like, like here, here's, a, here, here's some advice. Here's some booking advice. I'm going to get on my high horse here for a few minutes and act like I know something just for Let's a moment here it. when it comes to wrestling booking, okay? So you just brought up BTE, the, you know, the Being the Elite, the big show on YouTube that, you know, has garnered a ton of, you know, a ton of you know, popular you know, publicity and popularity amongst the wrestling community. Hundred thousand you know, viewers now, a week, or you know. Yeah, now that now that you know Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and Don Callis are all like a unit, and they're kind of taking over on TV, et cetera, et cetera. Which we still don't even know the reason behind the fucking takeover to begin with. You know, and the Tony Khan, because because uh, eventually we're gonna have the the whole elite versus some guys in New Japan and hopefully WWE. <laughs> Hopefully WWE. I know Vince wants to do it. <laughs> That's a great <Yeah>. impression. <laughs> but no, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be an interesting concept for them to you know include some of those being the elite clips on their show where they where they I think for the first like time they did paid this advertisement week, this, this last like Wednesday they say night. Like the, 
Like they paid for time on the show yeah. to put this show from YouTube onto TNT or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but there's just a lot going on. And I will say, though, the last – like I watched this most recent AEW. Last uh, night? Yeah, yeah, last night. And I thought it was a solid show overall. Like there wasn't too much going on. There was just enough for me at the well, very this least. Is pro- you know that I mean? was, last night's show was probably the most solid and actually sound show in a long time, and I think it's because yeah. they just got off Blood of Guts. They have a pay per view coming up, and there's it, it. It's almost essentially a lull episode, but guess what? It's actually watchable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I will say the Blood and Guts show last week. Okay, let's get it to what, it. All right. So the other stuff that took place on it with like Omega and Nakazawa, like against Ambrose or whatever. Darby Allen taking Kingston. a taking a harder bump than Jericho. Yeah, Darby Allen, that was a cool little spot there. He you know. fell down a flight of stairs. Yeah. yeah, he's a fucking lunatic. I'm telling you right now, he's going to jump off the top of that fucking Daly's place. You watch. He's going to jump off the top of that fucking Daly's place. There's going to be a crash pad down on the bottom. I'm telling you, it's true. Yeah. He's a fucking lunatic, yeah. that guy. He's just, they show videos of him jumping off bridges and shit, yeah. lighting things on fire. He's a lunatic. Um, he makes Jeff Hardy, you know, he, he makes Jeff, whatever. Um, I haven't got the words for it. But, yeah, that was a cool spot um, when he got thrown down the stairs. Um, but, I'll all right, so let's get to he it. He makes the Jeff Hardy look like match. a drug addict. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. No, that was good because I was at a loss for words. I couldn't think of a good word to say how, Jeff, uh, how tame Jeff Hardy's uh, um, um, physical stunts were compared to Darby Allen's. Yeah. But, um, no, you, uh, you, you, you picked up the ball. I appreciate it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Um, we're here to, you know, lift each other up when we're, yeah. when we're knocked down. Yeah. But yeah, um, the blood and guts match itself, the cage was impressive. All right. Well, before I get to that, I liked the interaction with Omega and, um, uh, Orange Cassidy. I'm not the biggest Orange Cassidy fan. I'll be honest with you, but I thought that the interaction between the two of them was pretty good. Yeah. Where, you know, oh, like I could... Like this, like I was kind of hoping it was going to be Omega and Orange Cassidy single, straight up singles, but they made it a triple threat with with getting Pack involved because uh, Cassidy was knocked unconscious and they had to call the match. Um, like he was legit knocked out, I guess from what I from what I read. But wow. I could picture the, the 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 psychology and the dynamic of their rivalry being all about Omega taking the wrestling seriously. And not taking Cassidy seriously. You know how Cassidy doesn't take wrestling seriously. That's mm-hmm. part of his gimmick. That's part of his character. And I can see those two polar opposites clashing, making for an interesting um, rivalry. Yeah. You know, where I just now don't want Omega, it for another been... four months like Cassidy was thrown in our face with Jericho. Yeah, I don't know if that, I don't, I'm, I don't, I mean, yeah, I can see that happening, but I don't know if that's, if that's something that they would entertain. Yeah. Um, what about you, Camilla? What do you think? She doesn't like him. Now she didn't like Cassidy or Omega? Not a fan of Cassidy. Okay. All right, good. That's a good girl right there. She's going to grow up to do big things one day. She's going to grow up to do big things one day. If the parenting is right, she's going to grow up to do big things one day. Absolutely. I mean, that was a nice interaction. I I like the new attitude that that Kenny has. And then, you know, Orange Cassidy does play like, uh, you know, I don't give a a shit about this type stuff. Um, And he always... He always surprises your mouth. Yeah, he always surprises me in the uh, in the ring too with some of the yep. stuff that he does. Lacks a uh, Yeah, uh, but I 
Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that was, uh, how that works out. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I, I thought that I thought the segment wasn't bad, and like I said, it could it could lead to some. It could force Omega to bring the old Kenny Omega back out in terms of like how serious he took the wrestling aspect of it because he's become more of a character in yeah. recent memory with this whole thing with Don Callis, and I don't mind that. There's times where it doesn't click with me, but there's other times where it's like, oh, okay, that's that's cool, you know. And I feel like, oh, uh, Cassidy's Cassidy's lack of of seriousness to wrestling could kind of evoke that out of Omega, you know, yeah. where it's like, okay, like you, 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 I'm not here to play games anymore. You want you know? the, like the badass, yeah. Yeah, you want the, the real Kenny Omega, I'm going to give it to you, you know? So I could see something like that going on, you know, further down the line. Maybe they'll maybe they'll piggyback off of this triple threat and the two of them will go at it down the line, maybe all out or whatever. Um, it's, but I thought that wasn't a bad segment. And I've been liking the progression of Miro yes, lately. Yes, yes, definitely Moving winning him the away TNT from title Sabian. too. Yeah, he won the title this week, but the promo he cut last week where he was going to destroy Darby Allen. That was awesome. He was in front of the cage. I thought that was good stuff. I've been liking the fact that they kind of moved him away from Kip Sabian and, and Penelope Ford. I don't think he really needs that. No. Um, I, I think as like this monster killer on his own, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing him actually join Team Taz, to be honest with you. Like Taz kind of being his coach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and being the centerpiece of that group. Maybe him, you know, maybe eventually down the line, him and Brian Cage could hook it up and have a series of matches against each other. But um, I've been liking his progression. Yeah. And, I, and I, think it's, I think he's on the right track now. When he first came in, it was like, you know, it's like, hey, w- hey, Miro, what would you like to be? I think I want to be a gimmick where I play video games all the time. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, okay, cool. You know what? I'm going to spend $10,000 on, on an arcade setup, and you can beat up your opponents and destroy it. That's great, as long as you have Pac-Man, Superman, Pinball, Rocky Four, and uh, all the other great game Mario and Donkey Kong, and, you know, all the other great games. It'd be good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I am enjoying the new Miro. I'm actually also enjoying the uh, the the new attitude or new uh, I don't know, like you said, t- kind of taking it more serious. The Bullet Club or the Elite, if you will, they're getting mm-hmm. they're getting a little more like aggressive rather than There's, that middle school like yeah. I, I don't know that that I don't know some of the stuff with Doc and Gallows. It kind of reminded me of when they were in WWE doing the science stuff. Again, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I like it when it's taken a little more serious. I know the demographic. They say the demo is eighteen to thirty five, but when you look in the crowd, the people that aren't paid, it's a lot of children. So I get that, and uh, young bucks yeah. have children too that they want to uh, target. And uh, I I'm here with my baby, so I I don't blame them, but uh, yeah. uh, we can see that they have slightly gotten a, more aggressive, um, which I enjoy. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, there's been, there's a little bit more of a purpose with the group, but I still don't, like, maybe it's just me, but I still don't have an explanation as to how they can go back and forth between Impact. Like, there there was never, like, a formal announcement, like, hey, we we have a working relationship with Impact Wrestling, we're gonna, you know, swap talent, Like I said, the forbidden door is open, like I said, the forbidden door is open. (laughs) But then, but then, like, they, they, they made it appear like it was, like, a takeover of sorts. Or, you know, like the, no, but it's I don't just know. here. Here's what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, explain this. Okay, to me. It, I will say this: Tony Khan is a good matchmaker. He makes good matches, uh, putting mm-hmm. guys up against each other. The booking yep. 
is where you fall out of place and what you don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. it, he, he sees all these matches, all these opportunities, but we don't fucking get there smoothly. So we're always like, okay, this cool. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, but then you have all the, you know, the thoughts about what went into it and what's coming after it. You know, is it a throwaway match? Yeah. Is it, does it actually mean something? Are they coming back to this? I don't know. You know? Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I get it. That's the way it feels to me. Um, no, I get it. I can see that. I can see that. But l- let's talk about what we really came to talk Br- about. and guts. What was this? A a two a six week build for this? Where yeah, they had they had a good fair amount of time. And didn't didn't the faces already get the heat on the the heels? Beat them up and beat them up in a bathroom and gave them a swirly. Yeah. And then this week soaked them with beer or something. The bubbly. <laughs> the bubbly. All right. Uh, it started off hot. This was amazing. Um, I, I really love Sammy Guevara I, and Dax and Cash Wheeler. Those guys work their ass off. And Santana and uh, Ortiz. Um, I think they all work their ass oh, off. Oh, definitely. Match. Definitely. I mean, you can you, know? you can tell where um, uh, Wardlow still needs some uh, learning in the ring. Um, there was a few delayed spots, you know, a couple things with instruction you could tell, but, uh, I mean, man, it was off the wall. It it was, it was great. It was a great match, a lot of intensity from the guys and a lot of blading too. The only thing I will say is they, they got these camera people that keep catching the blade jobs, you know, Camila doesn't like it either. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Camilla? Did you see any blade jobs? One or two. I saw uh, I, I saw Chris Jericho holding the blade on the uh, on the top of the cage. That was uh, that was something. So- yeah. Um, I will say the match was I enjoy- the only thing I didn't like. All right. Every, everyone's losing their mind over the finish, like because of the, the the Jericho falling and you know onto the crash pads or whatever. You know, not making it look real, etc., yeah. etc. And I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but what I enjoyed most about the match, uh, well, I, sh- I should say, I enjoyed the match overall. The one thing that took away from the match that I feel um, was a detriment to me enjoying the match even more was the picture in picture. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that took it away mm-hmm. from me. Everything else, the spots, the intensity, the look, the presentation. Absolutely. Um, yep, that was All perfect. that stuff, everything was great. But the picture-in-picture took it away from me because there were important things that took place during the picture-in-picture. Because let's face it, that picture-in-picture is bullshit. It is. That's just their compromise for us as as fans to be able to see a little bit of the action, that tiny small screen. Meanwhile, um, on the the left-hand side of the the screen, there's an ad for Vagisil. You know what I mean? Like, I could, like... Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they do... uh, Okay, Jericho's climbing the the damn cage and they went to a picture-a-picture break and then came back and he was still climbing it? I don't remember, but that's very possible. Yeah, Um, I I believe that happened. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I mean, important parts of the match are taking place. Important elements in the story, and you got to go to picture in picture. Like it's not, it's not like, and I'm not. Why isn't this, this for the like, pay per view? So you don't well, have to. That do the was picture one. Picture. That that was one thing I was curious about. But I think also that I think what the reason why it wasn't for the pay per view, and reason why this was also done 
the way it was done where the live audience only saw this match in person, watched everything else on the screen, was the setup time for the cage because of the logistics of the building. Okay. You know, it wasn't like they could, like, set up the cage and then raise it up to the ceiling. And, and, and prob- then, you know, probably the setup for the, uh, the crash pad, too, so when the wrestlers walked out, they didn't fall through it. Well, yeah, that yeah, that was another thing too. Yeah, the, the, you, you knew that somebody was taking a bump in that elevated part of the stage, the way it was set up. Yeah. But that I think is a big part of why it what it didn't make it onto the pay per view was the actual setup time for the cage in that building. Now, if they were in a standard arena, they might be able to get away with it. But because it was an outdoor music amphitheater and the 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 the, the logistics of the building, it would have been a really hard time for them to set the cage up and take it down, you know, all that shit. Absolutely. So, um, but the the match itself, like I said, I enjoyed the spots. Um, the guys worked really hard. The presentation of the cage looked pretty cool. Um, you know, Pinnacle coming out in all white, I was like, well, those guys are going to blade because they got to make it look good with the color on the white, you know. Oh, yeah. And I did the, like the nice the little circle. touch with the inner circle, their jumpsuit. Yeah, the jumpsuits, you know, like they were in prison. Um, it, but it was, was from pretty... each state that they were from, or their relative yeah. area. So yeah, Jericho that had was from cool. Manitoba and all that. That was that was cool. I liked it overall. Um, the finish itself with the inner circle, you know, begging MJF to not throw him off, but then he does it anyways. Um, I thought Jericho probably should have sold that a little better. Maybe not be on TV this week. Maybe not but... blink your eye at the camera to see if the crowd reacted. I didn't. I didn't see kept, that part he, either, uh, dude. I, maybe I pay too much attention, or my TV is that big. But I, I could yeah. see a lot of stuff here, um, where the, the he's he's squinting his eyes. He kept opening his eyes to see if the crowd's reacting, and he's talking to Aubrey. Um, so, I, I, okay. those are those are me nitpicking those little details. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but I, I want to watch a show that is, I don't know. You want to get lost in it, yeah, man. You know, you want you want to have some sort of sense of belief that that was real, yeah. Like, and like how most fans feel about the finish, the, okay, you know, yeah. going through the crash pad, and then oh, someone will say, "Well," or like Tony Khan said with the uh, the dynamite explosion explosion match, "Did you really want me to blow them up?" No, but then don't do it. I don't want you to throw um, Chris Jericho on concrete. So don't make me. If you're gonna do it, do it right. I mean, Darby Allen took a harder fall in the middle in the middle of the program, you know. Oh, you know, Darby Allen's also a lunatic too. We've we've established that. <clears throat> Correct, but I don't know. Come on, man. Um, I, I I didn't I didn't really see like it as a big deal. Like the like he threw him off. It was impressive looking. All right, yeah, he may have winked at the camera and spoken to Aubrey, but like it's no different than anything that WWE has done. You know well, that's I mean? why like, I don't enjoy that program either. But uh, uh, I guess we're we're apples and orange. We're we're talking. I just th- I just think like all right, his safety was important. We Correct. all know that it's we all right. There's times where I feel like there's times where wrestling needs to make us believe that it's real in certain situations, and there's other times where it's okay for us to know that it's not real. And I think that was one of those times where he threw him off. He, the fall looked good. He went through the, the, the staging area. Okay, it may have looked a little bit like a crash pad, whatever. But he went through, you know. The crowd reacted to it in in, in, in attendance, you know. It was the viewers at home that fucking shat all over it. Did it kill it for them? To some, they say it did. But to me, 
it really didn't make much of a difference at well, the end of the day. Yeah, some WWE people said that it that it has set the business back 20 years, but then I'm like, uh, there's Alexa Bliss and The Fiend on your fucking program right now. So I, we've talked about yeah. this on our, our other Catching Up, how I, I'm drawing a line with wrestling. Um, <clears throat> I know it's supposed to be enjoyable and fun, and I, I did enjoy things as a kid, and I think The Undertaker was a stretch for me. And then I started, you know, uh, you know, I, I got scared by Papa Shango, but I, I all, I, I don't know. There's, there's, I just think, I, there's some things. I just think, yeah. The same people that, that complain about, you know, wrestling not being realistic are also the same people that stand in awe and get chills when Undertaker comes out and he lifts his fucking arms up and raises the lights and then fire shoots out of the posts and then fire shoots out of someone's Man, ass. No. Like, like, come on. Those are the same the same people that complain about this shit. The same people that buy into that shit. Yeah. You I know? mean, you got to be a mark to How actually many- have passion about it. So, yes, I guess they got me. Because um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm passionate about it. So, um I, I just think it, I just think it wasn't that big of a deal the way that the, the, the finish took place. You know, the, he went through the thing. Like, what did you want him to do? Like, did you, he's fucking fifty something years old? Did you want him to fucking fall? I could have just had MJF like, lay him out on top of the cage or something and threaten him. And you know, I mean, yeah, or do the crash pad but from a different angle and make sure you tested it out. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're talking a, a billionaire's company, so don't, don't. Hey, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. It could be a lot worse. You could have been the giant falling off Cobo Hall in 1995 and then coming back without a scratch to win the world title from Hulk Hogan. I mean, even Rikishi's fat ass fell on a haystack thing. Yeah, he fell on a haystack and he managed to, you know, come out unscathed, managed to enter number 30 in the Royal Rumble the next month. So he was pretty good Honestly, there. Honestly, overall, uh, oh, that... Austin, Austin took a car and lit, the, Triple H was in. Hey, and that was a fucking hell of a bump, dude. Oh, yeah, Austin. It. Yeah, Austin. No, Austin, no. No, Austin, no. Yeah. Holy shit! Boom. <laughs> That's true. And I didn't even like that. And then he made like the hell in the cell the next he month. Came, he came right back. Yeah, I didn't like that as a child either. But uh, Two weeks later, I was like, what I guess I've always been so, nitpicky, but I, I can I, I continue to watch this nonsense, Dave. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I didn't make you watch no, this. No, I'm kidding. I, I do it to myself. I, I mean, right now, my favorite wrestling is New Japan, MLW, and ROH. Um, I don't know. I guess because they're, they're, they're trying to keep some... Uh, Sanity. Um, a good thing on MLW is Dario Quente came back. Uh, I heard they, they're kind of, it's kind of like a cross promotion with the old Lucha Underground. Well, it's it's I'm called Azteca Underground is his company. Yeah, and yeah. They've they've introduced Mil Muertes uh, a couple weeks back, and then uh, Dario Cueto made an appearance. He had the bull. He had everything in the office. They're setting up uh, some good stuff here. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and I I heard a rumor too that MLW and WWE are going to be. Uh, working together, sharing talent. Yeah, absolutely. They, I think they are gonna um, with like NXT. Yeah, it's gonna be like an evolve type deal. I just hope that uh, yeah. uh, from there, uh, WWE likes to uh, get like you know take some uh, talent away, and MLW mm-hmm. has a lot of promising talent. Selena De La Renta recently just left. Um, yeah, there is a lot of talent there. Jacob Fatu. I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. left to go to AEW. Um, Jacob Fatu, yeah. I don't know if Jacob Fatu will uh, ever have a position in WWE with his criminal history, um, but he definitely... Uh, hey, Mike Tyson raped the chick and Sonny's in jail, and they're both still in the Hall of Fame. Well, and Hulk Hogan dropped the N-word with the hard R, so you know what? I think anything's possible. 
he dropped the brother with the hard R. Yeah. <laughs> brother. Oh, man. We are. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. No, I, I'm sorry. I honestly, um, yeah, I'm looking. Jimmy Snuka is still in the Hall of Fame, and he allegedly murdered Okay, someone. and Jim Johnston isn't in the fucking Hall of Fame. There's a lot of, like, yeah, why not? Yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of why nots, yeah. Him, Rick Martel. Owen, Owen Hart. Hart. Well, we know about Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know about Owen Hart. Owen Hart. No, like it's it's. I'm sorry. Ones. It's pronounced Owen. 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 All right. Well, Owen. I, I mean, Owen. overall, Owen, you took my full control. <laughs> overall, blood and guts. I enjoyed the match. Not so much the AEW stuff in between there. I enjoyed Cody Rhodes. The promo from last night. If you want to touch on that real quick, um, did you watch that at all? His promo yeah, to I was, Anthony Agogo. It's definitely I, him I streamlining hard... like America, rah, like all yeah. of a sudden getting into this. Like it came out of nowhere, but it also yeah. it also was done very well. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not... I don't know. It wasn't one of his best. I mean, I've been say I said to you and I've said to many people, he's he's consistently the best promo and the best in ring worker in that company, mm-hmm. um, bell to bell. And that wasn't one of his best promos. I think they were. I, I think it was. Too, I think. The whole America versus England angle that they're trying to push is forced. Um, I think also, I don't know. I'm just, I I can't take QT Marshall in this little group. Marshall. I thought it was Marshall, but you know the announcers can't get anybody's name right. I I just can't take them seriously as like a threat to Cody. Yeah, and that Um, angle doesn't make sense. He just got rid of Marshall. He just beat him, and then now he's going to a go-go, and it's it's because of uh, he laid the Union Jack flag over me, Jack, brother Jack. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I mean I don't know what I don't know what Cody's purpose is, but it seems like since he's not been in the team, it's called a holding pattern until he gets to that AEW (laughs) championship. I'm serious, dude. Um, no, they're, they're, I, I, I agree with you. I said, too, when they did that stipulation last year, I was like, that shit ain't going to last. Yeah. It may it may go on for a year or two, a couple of years, but they're not going to – they're going to have to, you know, break glass in case of emergency at some point and use him in in that scenario for the title. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, they're, they're, they're just, it's it's inevitable. I, I'll be shocked if, you know, they if he never wrestles for the AEW title again. Yeah. Uh, I think it's all a good uh, plan. We'll see if they can get there and keep people entertained and the viewers as well. How, are you looking forward to the pay-per-view at all? The pay-per-view does look promising, I will say. Uh, I was kind of hoping that Christian was going to have a singles match and not be in a battle royal. Uh, it looked like they were going to do something with him and Ricky Starks, but I think Starks got injured. I think Starks wasn't cleared to compete because of a neck injury. Okay. So um, I think they, 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 they called an audible and Christian was put in the battle royal, but... Um, it looks like they're heading to Christian getting a title shot at some point. Um, he's just got to kind of go, kind of. He's got to work his way there. He's got to be the yeah, hardest. He's got to outwork everyone. Yeah. He's got to outwork everyone to get the title shot. But um, that Hangman and Brian Cage that looks to be a good match. Uh, I hope for the women's sake they put the belt on Britt Baker finally because I've had enough of this experiment with Omega's girlfriends as the as the AEW Women's Champion. I've just kind of had enough of that. I don't think it. I don't think it's working. I don't think it's it's it's. I just don't think it's working. Um, a go go stadium stampede. Oh, a go go on roads. Let me ask the you something. Match. So, uh, the Nightmare Family, the whole faction, uh, aren't they part of Cody Rhodes' school? So that, couldn't the, he essentially the QT's group? Yeah, yeah, they are. Couldn't he essentially close down the school and then not give them wrestling uh, certifications? He could absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I he think could a say, two you know insider. What, guys, I'm sorry. 
yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you're way too inside, yeah. Sorry. You're so inside, you're outside. Yeah. Like, all right. So uh, Cody, Cody, and Agogo. I think that could be a fine match. It's going to be a typical. Agogo's not a bad wrestler. I'll say that. Like he's coming along. Yeah. Like, you know, he's got a good look, and he's coming along in ring wise. Um, I get why Cody's doing it. He's trying to elevate guys, et cetera, et cetera, by beating them in like a one-off match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, except for yeah, except for Darby Allen though. Yeah. Um, he put over Darby. Oh yeah. Clean. Yeah. And it looks like they're headed towards Sting and Darby against um, um, the uh, Scorpio Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Which I I, um, I don't know. I thought Scorpio Sky was a hell of a, a baby face, but maybe I, I see things clearly differently. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I, don't know. As I this thought Ethan Page guy. was going to be a singles heel, but like they they they've turned them into a team. I guess it was a situation where it's like, well, we ain't got nothing to do with the two of them, so let's just put them together. Ethan it's Page almost, is kind it of feels like, very Hollywood blondes. Yeah, he kind of feels like MJF light. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I yeah I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, any other matches that were announced? Uh, no, that was really about Jeez. it. Women's title match, the heavyweight title match, um, stadium stampede, the battle royal, cage and, and hangman. Yeah, that's that's all they got right now. Cody and a go go. Hmm. Well, I think it's yeah. uh, for us. I think it's time to Anthony a go go. Um, Thanks, everybody. Uh, that's the end. <laughs> Guys, uh, all right, well, we'll see. I guess we'll catch up next time. Um, uh, are you going to watch Double or Nothing if you get a chance? I don't know. I might. I might not. Um, we'll see. I'll let you know, and then uh, maybe we can catch up on that show. If not, um, then you'll probably tell me what happened, and I'll give a shit. <laughs> said no one ever. So, yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, I, this has been fun catching up and kind of – I know some people are uh, – friends of mine and some um you know acquaintances that see my comments on facebook or whatever i should start doing this on twitter more that's what we have the at retromania pod twitter for uh so eh, why don't i start doing that uh yeah, start using it yeah uh, um people don't necessarily agree with my opinion some of the, your stuff as well but i i don't know I, i'm gonna stick to it man i'm gonna draw this line in the in the the ring and uh, I'm going to fight this new form of sports entertainment as hard as I can. And I'm going to be the old man yelling at the iCloud. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, You're going to Jim Cornette? I might. But I mean, I still like, but I still like goofy stuff if it's done right. And I still, like you, I, I, we just talked about, I enjoyed the blood and guts stuff. I just thought that the end kind of trailed. You had a lot of like stalling where we're like wondering where the end is going and then they had to climb up to the top. They could have done that during the match and booked that a little bit better. Uh, I know I want to be an armchair booker or whatever, but there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, all right, what's happening now? Why am I, why, why am I, why am I continuously getting pulled out of the uh, suspense of disbelief? You know, I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't constantly I have to do that. When you're watching a TV show, do you go like, does, does Anthony Soprano go, Hey, uh, bada boom, you know, like at the camera, like, I, I don't know. I like my presentation of wrestling to be wrestling, not meta. Um, that's all I got to say about that then. Okay, I get it. <laughs> you guys can uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, send me hate mail uh, at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us at retromaniapod on Twitter. You can find us on any podcasting app by searching retromania with a W. Um, like I said, uh, if you want to chat it up with me, if you want to give me an argument, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's talk it up. Let's chop it up. Uh, Dave, where can we find you? And we will get the heck out of here. 
Kicking Out at Two on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at Two, and our Twitter handle at Kicking Out Two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. All right. See y'all later.